It's time for another season of The Palmetto Porch, an original podcast from Discover South Carolina. I'm Devin Whitmire. Join me as I get to the heart of what makes South Carolina such a great place to visit by speaking to the locals who make it so special. Premiering December 5th, find The Palmetto Porch wherever you get your podcasts. And for more information about our show, visit scpalmettoporch.com. podcast today my name's Stuart Wright and today I've got with me Jake West hello Jake hello hi Stuart I am Mark Morris hello Mark hi there how's it going it's going very well right and and regular listeners will now know that I've never done this before which is I have two people on the line in different Neither places oh go away with you <laughs> It's a, free, it's a threesome. I like a threesome, yeah. <laughs> Usually you have a hot chick, though. Yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad it's only virtual. Two. <laughs> I'm glad it's virtual and audio only. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. That is a, probably a relief for all of us. <laughs> now, what, what, have we, what have we come together to talk about on the podcast this week? Well, we have come Shades together to talk about yeah, our new release, which is Fifty Shades of Erotica, as Mark just said. Sorry. Indeed. So, what, so Fifty Shades of Erotica, and you, and, and you are as a... As a group, you, you, you work under the name of, uh, was it Nucleus Films? That's right. Indeed, yeah. yeah. And uh, do you want to talk a little bit about Nucleus Films before we go into what Fifty Shades of Erotica is? Or sure. What, what you're about? Mark, do you want to take that yeah, one? Yeah, well, um, we just basically do cult movie type stuff. Um, mm. I guess we've become more widely known for our Grindhouse Trailer Classics and Video Nasties Definitive Guide. Yeah. Releases. But we've been going for some time now. We started off putting out World Cinema. Um, stuff with Javier Bardem. Um, we did um, Gwendolyn, Death Ship. We did um, the Betty Page films. We've done a number of French erotic movies. The Bloodbath at the House of Death, that sort of stuff. Yeah. But more recently, we've done the Donovan Winter films, you know. Um, and I don't know, we just got into doing trailers a while ago um, following um, the film Grindhouse. We thought we'd do a DVD release that sort of explores the origins, basically, of what Grindhouse is all about and the inspiration for those guys to make the film, really. And it started there, really, and we did, we've done four volumes now. We're working on the fifth one now. But then Fifty Shades came up, and, you know, everyone's releasing a Fifty Shades thing at the moment. <laughs> so we thought we'd do one, but we didn't want to focus it. We didn't want to make it another Grindhouse trailer classics thing. We wanted to make it something aimed more at the mainstream, which is why we've gone for that cover that looks more representative of the books type thing something that yeah. will like, appeal to more mainstream people casually browsing hmv or wherever it is they go nowadays because there aren't many shops anymore are there <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so yeah we're... that was it basically and i thought well this is a mainstream movie and there's a lot more out there like grindhouse background you know i wanted to delve into the background of what, what these movies are all about and a lot of them are based on you know craft ebbings um abnormalities and sexual deviations. Some of them are based on the works of the Marquis de Sade. There's all sorts of stuff there. Pauline Riage's story of O. There's all sorts of sexually explicit... Well, it's not really explicit, but it was for the time. Mm. And it's a lot of it is certainly a lot more, more sexually explicit than um, Fifty Shades of Grey, that's for sure. Even though these films are made in the 70s and some of them back in the 60s. If anything, it's a kind of sort of a, a primer for people to discover kind of classic erotica, which yeah. was... You know, made from the sixties through to the through to the eighties, really. So there's a there's an interesting mix of 
films to discover if you weren't aware of the kind of erotica subgenre. And um, yeah, I mean, like I say, it's almost a primer for people who might be interested in discovering classic erotica you know, from this from the through to the 80s. You know, there's an interesting mix of stuff there, which is not not. It, it's definitely erotica, and it's not porn. It's you know, it's films with stories, but often with you know, kind of explicit sexual practices in them. So I think it's a, a very sort of good way for people to discover some of the cinema if they're not aware of it. I mean, I must admit, I mean, I, I, I didn't, I didn't notice till after I'd watched them all that I could have watched them play played the DVD by year, which I think would have been right. would have been the the because the, the thing I was doing in my head while I was watching it was almost trying to get the evolution of it in a sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, there is there is the option to play by no, year. No, 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 that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. I only yeah. noticed it afterwards because I kind of just went straight for play and then I thought I'll have a look where extras are around. I was like, oh, bloody hell. Because yeah. I, did, I did get the impression, I mean, it's quite easy to spot which are 70s and which are 80s, um, yeah. that it, it, it strikes me that the sort of sexual films were, the, the, the erotic films of the 70s seemed a bit more kind of transgressive than the ones of the 80s. The 80s were a bit more... Glitzy and titsy, I suppose, for one of the Yeah, that's why. Another reason I didn't want it as a grindhouse trailer classic it's more really erotica mm. or art house erotica, basically, rather than um, exploitation. I mean, some of them are certainly exploitation movies, but they also have that sort of sheen about them that's a bit more above a down and out grindhouse movie. Do you know what I mean? They're a bit more, mm. they would have played art houses and more mainstream places, a lot of them. And a lot of them, obviously, are very much European productions as well. What's kind of interesting, though, is is that people would have actually gone to see these movies at the cinema, yeah. <laughs> you know, because it's before home video, it's before home entertainment. So you can imagine it was quite a different world going to the cinema, you know, probably with, you know, if you went with your partner or something to see that kind of film with with an audience. But Some I think, of the voiceovers but, and taglines are really like the most explicit film ever made. You know, they're quite, you know, quite <laughs> hilarious really watching some of them. Knowing that's it, knowing that's as they are. But also, what I liked about it was the voice. In comparison to a lot of the stuff that the sort of grindhouse um, trailers you've done before, is that even the tone of these erotic ones was kind of more charming. Like the voiceover that's going, "Enter a world that's uh, very nice and sexy and blah 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 blah." It's like they're not demanding you go to the cinema. They're going, "Hey, do you know what's behind this velvet curtain? Come and have a look." Yeah, <laughs> enticing. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't easy putting all those together. Some of them were very hard to find, and in fact, there were quite a few movies I'd love to have included, but we just couldn't find trailers for them. You know, okay. it's very difficult. I mean, some people are going to say, "Oh, why haven't you got stuff like Last Tango in Paris?" Well, there's a trailer, but it's just not very exciting. It's just a number of stills. It's just very boring. Exactly. So, well, it, was, it was more about us trying to find trailers, which would actually, you know, watching the trailer would be fun as well, because, like I say, there may be a few films missing in terms of, oh, you might expect those films to be on there, but if the trailer was actually quite boring, then it seemed pointless putting it on just for the sake yeah. of it. You know, and some of the trailers also were, weren't even that erotic. So, you know, you, you wanted to try and find stuff that, that was going to, you know, sort of make the audience, you know, kind of intrigued and excited rather than bored. So well, I think the selection of trailers on there is, is the more definitely the more risque and fun ones. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a good mixture there as well. They're not all S&M themed either. There's no, sort of true. like classic erotica on there as well so it's a bit of um a guide really for people who want to you know watch a few more of those mo- those type of movies you know there's you know it's not the first time there's been a sex film at the cinema now <laughs> it's been no, done time all, and time again and i think a lot of people think it's something new 
It was certainly unlike Fifty Shades of Grey. This will deliver on the set. These films will deliver on the sexual front <laughs> in yeah. terms of if the content of them is is uh, you know would be considered pretty quite explicit in Hollywood terms, which. You know, Hollywood is fairly soft when it comes to sex. So the the ones the ones are, the ones that I, I kind of enjoyed the most of them in terms of how they were presented were were the ones where clearly it's the trailer for the American market. So it's, yeah, here's a here's a European film that's really successful, and now we're <laughs> going to sell it to America. And it's, Indeed, yeah, and it's full of sort of the all the all the sort of this person said this, this person said that. This yeah. one, before we even see an image, it's kind of like I'm gonna I'm gonna tease you with this idea of yeah. What... No, they kind of they kind of like those kind of accolades offering forbidden fruit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, and yeah, crit- Roger Ebert, critic for the, the New York Times, yeah. said blah. It's kind of it's funny when they're selling a film like that with kind of highbrow quotes, which is quite amusing, definitely. Um, and, and I think that's and also that I guess that's another reflection of the difference between the sort of 70s and 80s 70s obviously we were we were, we were sort of defining identity politics of which erotica was coming out of it and whether women are sexually powerful or not or or whoever you know whatever, whatever way you look at it whereas I think by the 80s we that had, that had changed so the, the kind of free love stuff of the 70s you can see it's gone with the with the 80s stuff on on the collection Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of free love 60s thing. Yeah, yeah there are loads, of, loads of films. You know, most of the exploitation stuff that turned out of America was about swinging and wife swapping and that sort of stuff. There's hundreds of those movies made. You know, like, you know, it was all spurned on by um, that Hollywood movie Bob and Carol and Ted and Alice and stuff like that. Course, you know, there's yeah. a whole load of stuff like that. So what you were saying that some of them were hard. To, so what was what were the uh, what were the hard to find then? And what what are you most proud? Well, the hard ones to find are the ones we didn't include. <laughs> Mark, come on, don't be don't be facetious now. <laughs> what, of the one, because of we've the, got a big trailer archive. Obviously, we've got several yeah. hundred trailers on thirty-five and sixteen. But there's trailers I would love to have found but couldn't find stuff. Things for like Madame Claude and things like that. Spermula would have been a nice one to include and. There's all sorts of bits and pieces, you know. There's so many. I mean, people have said, why not do a second volume? Who knows? Maybe we will one day. But it just depends on if the trailers turn up. Okay, but, yeah. but, but of, the, of the ones we've got... And it was also difficult deciding whether it was whether it fitted in with the sort of erotica thing or whether it went overboard a bit and went into sexploitation territories. So I tried to keep them tasteful, but, you know, I don't know. It's difficult you're going to really more draw the line. For, yeah, you were going more for art house, weren't you? Because Mark yeah. really... Mark is really the expert on on this, Stuart, in terms of his. Uh, he was the real curator of this one, okay. you know, because you know Mark knows a lot lot more about the uh, the the strange and unusual in erotica than than pretty much anyone else that I know. I mean, the one the one that the one that if if for one of it, it didn't so much <coughs> shock me like horrify me, but certainly in the context of the whole of the collection. I think the beast is the one that jumps out at me as slightly. Uh... It would if it was in three D, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> remake more, that. <laughs> a slightly more risque, especially with the subtitled translation of the fantasy love for those who dare. Yeah, and that's a... right. Well, that's a stronger version of the trailer because the actual trailer had um, sort of black squares all over it. Oh, really? Yeah, wherever there was a bit of nudity or an erect phallus it was blacked out with a square the, the, wasn't the beast banned by the bbfc for quite a it while, was Mark? banned for a while i think and then it got released in a very censored version yeah it was like it had lots of problems a lot of the barovchik stuff had problems i think at the time that was one of the main ones though it was a problem in a lot of countries because i mean that i mean that, that that trailer alone just struck me as 
um, almost like a, a self-contained short film rather than a trailer. Yeah, yeah. Um, and a lot of, uh, and a few of them were like that. I mean, obviously, the, the the most of them were like you'd anticipate any kind of film trailer, but certainly the length of a few of them, they were like little little mini epics, aren't? Yeah, they are. Yeah. Well, sometimes, well, that's definitely something that has changed in the kind of trailer form. You know, the tra- trailer formats have become very, very slick and very kind of, um, you know, kind of story story driven and very kind of you know just put like focusing whatever the main narrative is whereas these trailers are some of them are you know quite all over the place you know what i mean they even seem to swap genre halfway through sometimes oh without a doubt yeah <laughs> i think the one that the one that stood out to me was was uh i think it was is it is it gwendolyn where it sort of goes yeah. all kind of fantasy world and people wearing metal well that was the release yeah. we did years ago yeah it's like um, what did we call it indiana jones meets i don't know what did we say now meets, um, emmanuel or something yeah it? it was that sort of thing yeah and it's by us jakin who directed who did emmanuel, emmanuel and well. story yeah. of oh yeah oh, okay but okay. um yeah that that is that has got some amazing set designs and stuff and it does go from the white snake videos <laughs> but also, but also interestingly, with that film, you know, is that that was based on the um, John Willie comic strips, wasn't it, Mark? Right, in yeah, French yeah. comic strips. Yeah. So, so that that came from a kind of erotic comic strip tradition. That one. So it, it is actually, you know, quite breathtakingly beautiful in places. That film. Yeah. And I think I think I guess the most common one, and he, and, and his name resonates probably with people who aren't even necessarily big aficionados of the subject is sort of Tinto Brass. Is, is oh, a, yeah, he's like, he's like the um, Italian Russ Meyer, really, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. turns them out, doesn't he? Indeed, indeed. And there's a number of his work here. I mean, it was interesting, actually. I've, I've never seen one. And, yeah, when the trailer came on for Frivolous Lola, that image of the girl with the yeah. skirt... Yeah, you've seen the images all over the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'd seen yeah. That, that picture yeah. of her, that, the picture of the girl on the On that bicycle, yep. Yeah, <laughs> it's such around. an iconic... It's weird to have yeah. an iconic, iconic image that I didn't really know where it was from, and then suddenly be, oh, there it is, right. Definitely, yeah. Well, Tinto Brass definitely has a very strong visual eye, you know, so he, he, he does have a very nice aesthetic on his films, particularly, which is it has a stronger defined style, I think, than some of the, the other filmmakers. Yeah, because if, if you go the other way, like, you know, you think of something like, I mean, I remember Butterfly coming out on VHS, yeah. obviously, launching the no career of Pierre. <laughs> <laughs> Not a bad little movie though. It's quite perverse, isn't it's it? It's an unusual, an unusual <laughs> film. Um, yeah, but but it's also slightly unusual because of that casting. Because it was a bit of a, it was her husband, wasn't it, who yeah. cast her to try and make yeah. him into a star. So, so it's an odd one. And you've got Stacey Keach in there, who's actually a really good actor. You've got <laughs> awesome. You've got awesome Wells in there. Yeah, it's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, that's, that's like a story though that happens quite a lot in the news today. You know, a father and a daughter sort of lose touch for a long time, and then when they meet up, they have this sexual attraction. And that is actually a real known case. You know, it does happen to people where you always hear about incest cases. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Caused by that, you know, long long separation period, apparently. I don't know how long it takes. For, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't say it happens to everybody, but it does with some. Yeah, it's an I mean, unusual story. I mean, Quite, you know, obviously not the kind of story that would appeal to a lot of people, especially... Not the sort you know. of story you'd get in the mainstream cinema now, yeah. either. But it was kind of like... A, it's, a, it's a kind of, you know glossy 80s look isn't it it's not it's not yeah. a, it's not a moody character driven art house movie is it it's a... no 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 they were definitely trying to make it into a commercial film as well but you can yeah. sort of see that they they're a bit hamstrung by probably the subject matter and the casting of Piers Zadora, really, unfortunately. So it probably would have been a better film if they'd gone with perhaps a better actress, I reckon. It's an interesting historical, one of those interesting historical blips, though, isn't it? If you don't already subscribe to BritFlix, just sign up for free at iTunes, and you'll get the next episode right after we launch it. 
or follow at Britflix on Twitter for links to the podcast to stream from the website directly. Thank you. And one more thing, here's friend of the Britflix podcast, Beatrice Newman. Distribution Rewired, the event at Edinburgh International Film Festival for Plugged In Film World. Find out more and support us on our Indiegogo crowdfunding page. Our campaign launches on Monday 30th of March. Beatrice will be a guest on the podcast very soon and she'll be telling us more about this event and how you can support it. Now, now I know you guys have put out stuff that's British, but how, how, given we're a Britflix podcast talking about a compilation that doesn't actually have a... There isn't a British trailer on there, is there? Cruel There's Passion. Bri- is yeah, it? Cruel Passion. That's yeah. a British film, yeah. Ah. Which has, there is, which does, when which, you mention which erotica and British cinema, the two don't really fit hand in hand. Because well, that's Britain kind of... turned out loads of like sex comedies. Well, that's kind yeah, of what I was going to get at, is, is that it reflect? It, I guess it reflects the fact that we 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 just snigger at the, the mere thought of a breast, no matter the sight of it. Well, it's Where, because of the censorship problems we had here. The only way they could really present erotica was as a comedy. You know, they couldn't get away with anything serious. You've got horror on there, the Ken Russell film, but yeah, yeah, yeah. production anyway, isn't it? I was going to yeah, say, it's a, I mean, it's a slightly different kind of movie, really, isn't it? It's yeah, a bit more, totally yeah. different. Yeah. But, but, but that's a more of an Americanized version. But yeah, you yeah. do have the Ken Russell. I mean, Ken Russell, obviously, an English director who's always interesting and pushed yeah. boundaries, but you've got, you've got that one and. Um, Crimes of Passion. Crimes of Passion as well, which is another yeah. very interesting, yeah. you know, fun movie. Um, so I, I did, you can't would you can't, maybe not class those as British but at least they come no, from a British they're probably more American production yeah. Definitely... yeah the only one on there that's truly British then is Cruel Passion yeah. but which which stars Coo Stark Coo which Stark. Um, people may remember from her affair with, with Princess Prince Andrew, Andrew. no no I must admit because when that happened obviously yeah. it was referred to in the tabloids as a past but I wouldn't have known yeah. as a as a 12 year old whoever I was then that um what she was in, it was quite a shock to see. I was like, bloody hell, that is Kustak, isn't it? Yeah, she did another <laughs> film called Emily, um, which is probably an erotic movie, but we tried to license that one years ago, but the guy, it's owned by a partnership of guys, and they all seem to want 20 grand each, so that's not going to happen, basically. <laughs> I, quite, I, I tell you what, I want to, a noticeable fashion for these films is to call them after a woman's name, or a girl's name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, 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 didn't, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't have a time to look, are any of these films directed by women? Yeah, there's a couple. Yeah, is you've there? got um, Seduction, the Cruel Woman. Okay. Which is uh, Elfie Mikesh and Monica Troot. Okay. Got, um, what else is there? You've got. There probably aren't many, actually. You're right. No, I mean, um, and, and that's normal in film and but just just looking at the way you know the the, the imagery you see, it's very much about looking at women, naked. You've women. got Night Polter. That's Liliana Cavani. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah I, 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 but I, I do think that you're you're right, Stuart, because generally I do think these films were made often with a male audience, perhaps yeah. in mind. But but what's more interesting, perhaps when you get to some of the films which are, you know, maybe deal in go into more kind of slight sort of sexual kind of peoples with kinks, you know. So if you look at a film like Maitress about a guy falling in love with a mistress, you know, which mm. is very much an S and M thing. So I think that that does present the the female side quite strongly and there's what, what's the other one where you've is it the german one mark where you've got the uh, i can't remember the name of it the, with the mistress in the there. woman in flames yeah woman that's in flames right. yeah, 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 yeah yeah i mean that's quite a strong i mean i think that's got some pretty interesting female sort yeah. of characters and sort of situations in there so 
I think these films are a bit more subversive than just normal mainstream films in the sense that you you know they they they're quite on an edge that people wouldn't even go to today with some stories. No, no, true, true. I mean, and, and look, and I'd not, I'd not heard of uh, Realm of the Senses. Which... Oh, really? No, I oh, no, that's, that's a real, well, that's a real classic. No, no, no. Yeah. No, I don't. <laughs> I, 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 never claim, I never yeah. claim to be an expert, but it was. Oh, no, uh, that, that, yeah, it's interesting because that was actually one of the films which was big in the eighties and nineties, and it played a lot at the Scala when the Scala was still yeah. going. That that played released on Virgin Video here, along with its sequel, Empire of Passion. Yeah, but you see, living living up in the north, you see, we didn't have that. We didn't have that ah. Scala. You see, so, they came uh, out on VHS time back in the day. Virgin Video, <laughs> Virgin Vision, I think it was. Yeah. But any, but anyway, it just it just was interesting <laughs> to see a tagline that's like leaps fifteen years ahead of Last Tango, as it's yeah. kind of as it's kind of overkill in terms of trying to sell what it is. But it was, it, yeah, it was, and and again, I mean, that wasn't probably. I know that is, a, I think that's Japanese, isn't it? Realm of the Senses, I'm guessing. Yeah. Um, I mean, a lot of the themes in in a number of the films seem to be this kind of mystique of you know East Asia. Um, our, our, I mean, this this I love I just love looking at the kind of pre-internet world where basically everybody outside of the first world is 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 raw for want of a better expression. <laughs> you know, the, the, if we go there, we're the erotic flower that they're gonna. Oh, look at that! Look what the European is here. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, which, which, which? I mean, Mark, you said you've seen Fifty Shades of Grey. Which, which film out of your collection do you think comes closest to to the film release that your your uh, your collection sort of takes? Um, Fifty Shades, I think. If you want to read proper erotica based on that sort of relationship, it's got to be Story of O for me. Okay. But that's about a similar. It's about a woman who is in love with this guy, but it's like testing how much she loves him by putting her through all these tests and she goes to this like um, chateau where it's basically all women are slaves down they have to do what they want they're not allowed to look at the masters mm. they're whipped and beaten it's quite heavy stuff for its time it was banned here at the time but it's out now but yeah it's a pretty strong film and I think a lot of people would find it shocking even today what the, you're saying the book the book was banned at the time the film was banned oh, the, film, the BBFC yeah oh, okay, the, okay. the book was banned as well most likely it was banned all over the place but yeah it came out here in they tried to release it in the 70s, I think, and it was banned. And then it came out on home video in about 1980, 81. And that was the uncut version. Okay. That's where I first saw it on VHS. So I'm just realising, one thing we haven't said so far is, what, where, when is this collection of uh, trailers released and how can people get hold of it? Um, it's out first week of April, I believe, isn't it? Something like that. Let's have a look. you got me there. Uh, April the 13th. April the 13th, yeah. And It'll how can people get hold of it? From our website, nucleusfilms.com, or anywhere, Amazon, everywhere, you know, HMV, they all have it. And that's DVD release. DVD that's, only, that's what yeah, I'm saying. It's not, it's not available as like on any VOD platform or anything like that, is it? No, no, no. Um, well, we, we, may, we may well make it available on a VOD platform later on, but we're primarily going to go for DVD first. Okay. Because yeah. we're exploring a few options on that, but we still haven't got a, an outlet that we're happy with. Now, I mean, which, I mean, you, you've already said, just, just, which films have you put out, did you say, that are on this collection already? Which ones? So there's Gwendolyn. Gwendolyn, Cruel Passion, Phantasm, um, let's see, Dressage and Education on Glaze. Okay. So we Educa do like our erotica. <laughs> <laughs> Education on Glaze was probably the one that made, that was kind of, how I, when, when I got the DVD to watch, I was like, that was the kind of content I was expecting. 
more than yeah. a lot. Of the other. I mean, when the others come on, it was obvious that was that was kind of that that the, the field is a lot bigger than 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 I first thought. And and I think, like you said yourselves earlier, the it, there's a lot of ambition there and a lot of art house yeah inspiration going on, isn't there? Where I'm guessing I don't know was the seventies a time where people were trying to like you know artfully combine. Yeah, sex and film, you know. Yeah, so that, it was definitely pushing the boundaries because you had Deep Throat come out, you had Porn breaking into the mainstream, you know. So people were trying to sort of make their films as strong as they possibly could get away with. Networks okay in countries like France and Germany and places, but in the UK and where we had really repressive censorship, it just meant them they would get cut heavily, or they'd make different versions, some with softer versions and some with hardcore shots. And even the British were making stuff back at the time in two versions, you know, for the foreign market and for home here. Indeed. indeed. I mean, and that was kind of, I think that's the interesting thing about certainly where, where, when the VHS come along, which sort of, this sort of overlaps with your, um, with your video nasties, your video nasties uh, documentary. Yeah. Um, that the British were like, my God, we can get hold of this stuff that we're not allowed. We don't get to see in the cinema. Whereas on the continent, this wasn't so shocking, was it, to suddenly have these films available because they could just go and watch them in their cinemas, couldn't they? They weren't. They, could, yeah, they weren't. Yeah. They, they weren't hidden away. Well, I think that that speaks a lot to actually the one of the problems with you know British society, the sexual repression, which is uh, sort of held this country back. But I do think that you know culturally, the you know as as the you know the British have had a a cultural problem with sex and it's no been sex please we're British cut. yeah which is which is hopefully something that may may begin to change you know so they say that though but there's always been this like um, undercurrent of S&M going on in Britain starting with Victorian society and canings and public yeah. school boys being beaten and getting a developing a sort of a taste for a bit of punishment so it's a it's a British thing with all the fetish clubs you have here like Torture Garden and places you know it's, it's a definite but, interest in S&M culture in this country and it always yeah. has been but i think the birth of a lot of that comes from repression in the first place doesn't it does it? Yeah, yeah yeah of course yeah so that so therefore you get a certain form of sex which is a reaction to that it's a kind yeah, of un, yeah you know and what what's but what's interesting i guess was which was happened with the 50 shades phenomenon itself in the sense that 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 all of a sudden this has become mainstream and you're seeing people talking about snm on like breakfast tv and stuff because of a of a book and now a film so that you know culturally that's kind of an interesting shift well, there's nothing, there's nothing, there's nothing like a cultural phenomenon to shift society norms, is there? It's kind of yeah, like. But what's, what, I mean, what's hilarious, though, I mean, I, I didn't see it when it was on, but I saw it on the Charlie Brooker, Brooker screen, screen wipe thing. When well, they had to break the TV thing. Yeah, seeing Philip Schofield put on a nipple clamp. I mean, uh-huh. <laughs> that's how many complaints about that. <laughs> Which is bloody hilarious, though, isn't it? That's good. That's mm. television gold. <laughs> so now they thought they could get away with that in the morning, you know? Yeah. But that's just. But I think that's kind of brilliant. I think that's that's just great when you've got that kind of thing happening. Because who would have thought you'd see that on breakfast TV, eh? <laughs> but um, but yeah. So but maybe maybe the, the obviously a lot of people are kind of quite anti the Fifty Shades thing because they see it as popularist and a sellout. But if it leads people to maybe discovering some more interesting material, then surely that's a good thing potentially. Yes, but I mean, I mean, I mean, I don't see on the on the release schedules a glut of. Um of um, mainstream erotica coming along, whereas, like, I mean, certainly, I, I seem to remember that 11 Days and Nights was 11 very much... 11 Days, 11 Nights, yeah, was that was a cash-in on nine and a half weeks. Yeah, exactly, nine and that, and a half weeks, that yeah. was very much trying to... I remember that being specifically, you know, trying to catch the, the coattails of that. Um, but I don't see there being... I, I guess as well, there isn't the room in the film world anymore for 
an exploitation filmmaker to just make a quick film and get it into cinemas like they used to. It used to happen all the time, didn't it? With yeah. the Italians, they always used to sort of rip everything off, didn't they? But, but the market, no, the market has definitely changed. You know, it's, it's, there's no film industry really yeah. out there anymore, is there? Okay, then. Well, um, if this is the, so, the, the the DVD's out on the thirteenth of April, mm-hmm. and people yep. get that from your website and from other great places where you can buy. It's got DVDs. Jake's lovely lady on the cover. It's what, sorry. <laughs> it's got Jake's lady on the cover. <laughs> I said I, I the cover shots. <laughs> ah, okay. <laughs> Um, so just one last thing then I always like to get people to recommend a British movie and it seems fitting that you should recommend a British erotica movie I know we said that that is an oxymoron but um, do you want to get I believe you've got some in your in your catalogue that you might want to recommend Cruel Passion yes which is based on the works of the Marquis de Sade Justin and Juliet story about you know it's about the girl who's good, having all these sort of problems foisted upon her, and the girl who is a bit of a slut. Everything great happens to her, <laughs> 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 which is a bit of the opposite of what happens in horror movies to women like that, isn't it? And who 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 made that movie then? And, and it was a guy called Chris Boja. Okay, who and I he... think he did music videos and stuff, stuff with Led Zeppelin and stuff, and then he made a movie. Okay, so what year is that from? It's from the seventies. Um, what year was that? You got me there. 76, something like that, 77. Okay, okay, okay. So that's, uh, that's one you'd recommend. What about you, Jake? What would you recommend? As a piece of well, I would, I, well, I would recommend Cruel Passion as well, because we've released it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd, like I say, Mark, Mark is really the expert in this field. I mean, outside of that, I don't really know much about British erotica. To, um, because if you ask me my favourite trailer on there, I'd have to go for The Libertine. Which is the first one, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, second one, it's after, no, it's after story. Yeah. Yeah, it's the first one, I think. Yeah, I put it on there first because I liked it. <laughs> well, wait, I mean, yeah. into, just that, I mean, before we do go there, just thinking about that, I mean, the order you put them in versus... The, Very the, randomly. So it's just random. Yeah, I don't really think too much about it. I just put them on there. If I think too much about it, it'll go, I'll go crazy. It's like the Grindhouse trailer classics. I just put them on there and then fiddle around a bit. I don't really put too much thought into it. But I thought this time round, I'd have that play-by-year option, which I think I'll probably carry over to the next edition of Grindhouse trailer classics. No, I think it's a good idea. Cause like I could I say, also have like play-by-genre and all sorts. So there's no end of options you could come mm. up with, really. Yeah, and, and like, I think like um, like Jake was saying, there is there, there is a few in, in, in this collection where while you're watching the trailer, it almost jumps genre from from one clip to the next. Yeah, yeah. Or or even like, you know, something like Succubus doesn't I mean, although it probably is a bit a bit a bit erotic, it does strike me it does seem a bit darker than it's, it's more our house. And Fritz yeah. Lang would say it was one of his favourite films. So it definitely has a bit of kind of, you know, sort of horror genre style. Yeah, there's some arty stuff in there as well. There's you know, it's difficult. Some of them do bend the barrier bend the sort of rules a bit, but I mm. you know it's stuff I thought was relevant. You've got some really weird ones like Baba Yaga as well, which is yeah. you know, quite yeah. quite bizarre, you know. Yeah, so that's more horror really. But yeah, I just exactly. want to put it in there because well, you look into it and you'll see why it's in there, you yeah. know. I think what's interesting is I put it in there. Definitely from trailer to trailer you know, people will so I think it's a nice sort of you know, landscape of discovery. And you've also got some great directors, you know, you've got like Paul Verhoeven who did um, Turkish Delight. You've got mm. just, just, Robert, just yeah. Jenkins, obviously yeah. who did Gwendolyn and Emmanuel, Jess Franco. I think we've got a couple of his on there. Suck yeah. is his. Um, so you came you know, so with Ken Russell, you've got the Radley Metzger films, which are very seventies yeah. and uh, biggest Luna, you know, ages of Lulu, another good director, um, all the tinted brasses. So I think there's a, there, there's, Definitely a body of work from some of these directors. 
like Lady Chatterley's Lover, another Just Jenkin one. So I think that, yeah, you know, if you're interested, if you like the style of one of those directors, you might like a few of their films as well. Indeed. Again, going back to stuff that I wasn't aware of, but this one seemed like I should have been more so given the press that it intended. The Licorice Quartet was one. Yeah, that... I love the films of Radley Metzger. He's really, really good films. They're out on Arrow, by the way, if you want to go okay. and buy them. Okay. As is the story of O. Yeah, no, I mean, so, that, yeah, that I was, recommend that... seeing those films, definitely. Okay. And they've got most of the Tinto Brasses still, haven't they, Mark? I think well. they're a mixture up, mixed yeah. with Arrow and um, Argent films, I think. A number of different people have got those. I guess I guess the Fifty Shades thing is a bit like the, um, what's it, keep calm and carry on sort of phenomenon. Yeah, you yeah, can, yeah. You can yeah. go with it wherever you want. Well, yeah. I mean, of course, I mean, in, in one way, you're right about that, because obviously we are using the Fifty Shades thing to draw attention to this this trailer collection, but this trailer collection we would have done anyway as an like an erotic trailer collection. So mm. some some people may feel that obviously using that branding cheapens it, but we just thought, well, we want to try and get it out to get as to many people as possible. So you know, and and imagine if somebody was into Fifty Shades and they would they were trying to discover something a bit beyond that, then this would be it probably would open their eyes. So. You know, we hope that, that that is the case, and it may be surprises a few people. When no, they I think that it. would be that would be my kind of recommendation. It's almost like you know, there's a smorgasbord of you know some of the best sort of art house stroke erotica from the from the kind of seventies, late sixties, seventies. Does it get into the nineties? Does it? I mean, it no, eighties is the top. 80s, yeah. I mean, there's a number of other movies I'd like to have put on there, but I just thought they're a bit too recent, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A bit too mainstream, you know. Indeed. No, I no, think, and that's the thing. That's the point. Oh no, actually, the old. I'd have done things like Henry and June and things. That's quite. Oh, actually, actually, Mark, no, we're Towers of, of Ordinary Man. This would have been a good one. No, we're, we're we're wrong. Actually, there is one. There is one nineties film in there. All ladies do it. Nineteen ninety two. Oh, that's right. That's the last one. Yeah. And and the biggest lunar ages of Lulu was nineteen. The Tornado is ninety three as well. Yeah. Horrid so ninety one. Tokyo Decadence ninety one. Paprika ninety one. So go. it does. It does actually edge into the very early 90s. Early nineties. Yeah. yeah. But it's the pre-internet days, so we're definitely, yeah. we're definitely in. We still feel like the eighties. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I always feel that a decade doesn't really get started until about three or four years in. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Well, look, lads. Thanks very much for coming on to talk about this DVD collection. Uh, good luck with the release on the thirteenth of April, and uh, when you've got some more stuff coming on, maybe, maybe we should uh, cover some of this uh, classic British erotic you've got coming out in the future. If you don't already subscribe to Britflix, just sign up for free at iTunes and you'll get the next episode right after we launch it. Or follow at Britflix on Twitter for links to the podcast to stream from the website directly. Thank you. And one more thing, here's friend of the Britflix podcast, Beatrice Newman. Distribution Rewired, the event at Edinburgh International Film Festival for a plugged-in film world. Find out more and support us on our Indiegogo crowdfunding page. Our campaign launches on Monday 30th of March. Our purchase will be a guest on the podcast very soon and she'll be telling us more about this event and how you can support it. <laughs>